0: welcome to elevate podcast the fastest way to elevate your life brought to you by elevatebooks.com
1: hello and welcome to another one of our elevate podcast my name is benjamin j harvey the difference maker mentor and once again we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the elevate series Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Alyssa Freeman. Now, through her coaching and mentoring, Alyssa has conducted Thousands of one-on-one sessions, assisting people to heal their life and grow an empowering mindset, and this is all done irrespective of their past, their present, or their future. Now, it wasn't always this way for Alyssa. In fact, not too long ago, she actually found herself incredibly confused, very lost in life. She was well overweight, and uh, as she puts it, she was really loathing herself. And so, what she actually did was something quite unique that not a lot of people do. She seized an opportunity to invest no less than fifty thousand dollars into her education and these courses actually transformed her life and they actually inspired her to find her passion, to learn exactly how to respect herself, to lose the weight and she went on to spend the next 10 years of her life being on her mission. Now her mission is actually to help people discover the secrets of having a free, successful and joyous life. Now, since then, Alyssa has actually won a raft of awards, including one for a fashion design business, uh, for photography, for poetry, and she's actually coached international music stars. She's presented in front of over 2,000 audience members. She's been featured in the ComBank magazine, the Australian National Health magazine, on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10, and the ABC, and is an international best-selling author. Now, today, Alyssa directly impacts people's lives around the world through her one-on-one coaching, her group coaching, her books, her online programs, and her live trainings, where Alyssa combines her extensive knowledge of mindset, psychology, and intuition. And now, she helps everyone from business owners to employees to corporates right through to award-winning celebrities and everyone in between. She's actually a mother of three daughters, and she loves taking photographic portraits, being in nature, and researching all about how the mind functions. Please join me and welcome, Alyssa, to the show today. Welcome, Alyssa. Hello. Thank you for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll be looking forward to this interview. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I love the little chats we have from time to time on the phone. I always get some little nuggets of wisdom uh, that pour out of your incredible mind. So I'm sure that our listeners today are in for a real treat. We may as well kick it off. Like, why Mindset? Why are you so into this thing? Why? Why? Why does it just light you up? Tell me, what what gets you into this thing? Mindset. Oh,
0: mindset. Well, I think that that mindset is really where it all begins for us—the way we think, our attitude to life. I think that it that it depends on whether we're focused on a mindset that that propels us forward or sends us backwards and And you know I think that I think that everyone can choose their thoughts in any given moment when they know how
1: now you've done a lot of work into mindset, and you've really i mean you helped thousands of people over the years with their mindset what what are some of the things so if i'm a if I'm a listener right now and I'm sitting there, I'm like okay so we're listening into this this lady who really specializes in this. What are some things that you would recommend? I mean, well, first of all, how do you describe mindset? What, what is it? Just in case people are sitting there like, well, I don't know what mindset is. <laughs>
0: mindset, I, I believe it's, it's our attitude and the way we think. So the, oh, our nice. thought processes. Good. Yeah, so so that, it's our attitude so,
1: to life and the way we think.
0: Yeah, the way we think the way we think and the thoughts that we have and, um, and, our, and it also, too, filters out into our beliefs and what we believe to be true for ourselves yeah, nice. and others. Hmm.
1: So for, for people who want to do something with their mindset, like they're sitting around right now and they're kind of like, oh, like I'm a bit stuck, what am I meant to do? Um, what is it that you've found over the years? Because you've been on quite a journey. You, you know, you're overweight, you were struggling, loathing yourself. There's a whole bunch of issues going on. What, what did you do to pull yourself out of that? what What were the steps obviously you educated yourself, but what are some of the practical things that you did?
0: The practical things that I did was that I made sure that I had support. so I think support is really important uh, for so we're not meant to do this alone. I don't believe we're meant to be on this journey alone and to try and figure it all out by ourselves. I think it's really important that we have and certainly for me was to have, support to have someone who's got my back and I guess that's why I love coaching so much because it's, it's it's so beneficial in my life to have that. So it's really nice to now do that for other people. but I think that having mentors and coaches has been vital for me in my journey to, to really find out who I truly was. yeah so I think that the, the biggest the biggest and the most powerful thing we can do right in this moment, is to decide that, oh, we can actually get support. We can actually have someone who's got our back, is in our corner fighting for us, and choose that person or people
1: for our team. And what do you think it is about support? What, what, what do you think... Why does that have such an impact on our mindset? What do you think the, the keys to that is?
0: I think we can't always see our own... very clearly from our perspective through our filters that we have. So we might have culture or beliefs or our habits or uh, experiences that color how we see ourselves in the world. And having an outside perspective, it can be really, really good. So you can can have your... your own idea of who you really are and where you're going and what the problem might be, but having an outside perspective changes everything. Because we can't really, when we're seeing our, when we're seeing ourselves through our own filters, we're not seeing us ourselves for who we truly are. And we forget sometimes how incredibly powerful we are, because in our essence, in our truth, we are incredibly powerful, and we're divine beings. And we forget that mm. and we think, we think start to think that we are the problems that we have. We start to think that we're uh, we're limited, and that yeah. these things that may have happened to us in the past, or these beliefs that are sometimes not even ours are given to us by our. Uh, maybe when we we're a child, someone gives us a belief, and we take it on, and we think that this is how things are. But in truth, yeah. we're we're powerful beyond measure.
1: So. As you're going through it with mindset and support, were there some other things you did along the way? Like like what else? Like for people out there who are maybe struggling with a bit of a weight or maybe they, they, they wake up in the morning and they have a bit of self-loathing or they are a bit lost, what are some of the things you can recommend that they, they can do?
0: So I know you'll see out there a lot of people saying you need to love yourself mm-hmm. and I absolutely agree with that. I think that's really important. But a lot of people won't tell you how to love yourself. <laughs> They'll just say, oh, you need to love yourself. Go ahead and love yourself. And that's very <laughs> difficult. When we're not practiced at it or we don't know what to do. So I love your question because it's the the how. And it is a journey and it takes some time. And I think that is not, uh, for me, certainly my experience wasn't that I woke up one, one day uh, and suddenly... I appreciate and loved myself. It didn't work that way. We need to give ourselves a little bit of time to fall in love with ourselves. And, uh, and going from someone who lo- loathed themselves to where I have a very healthy self-esteem, where I love myself, uh, that took many years. Now, of course, uh, over those years, I was trialing different uh, techniques and some of them were really effective and some of them weren't so effective. But some of the ones that really worked for me were uh, were re- really very simple things, simple things of surrounding us, yourself with people who are supportive and loving. So I think mm-hmm. that this is a really a key thing was for me was to start to eliminate people from my life that uh, maybe put me down or uh, didn't uh, fully support my dreams. And that, you know, that's not always easy to do because it means actually saying goodbye to some people that are, you know, that we, that we, uh, felt quite close to at some time. But I think that that's, uh, really vital is that the people we surround ourselves have a huge impact and they certainly did on me. So I had to say goodbye to some people and love them from afar. You know, I don't mean, you know, having big arguments with people and sending them on there, sending them packing. I'm talking about just not contacting them so much and just not hanging out with them so much. And rather than being in their presence to love them, love them from afar. So, um, you know, it can be a very gentle experience, but starting to let a little bit of a void occur in your life so people that are more supportive of a higher quality of friendship come into your life. So that was a really key thing for me is to start to, rather than just, hanging out with people who were just there, being a little more selective. It also means mm. that I only have a small amount of friends rather than hundreds of them. Certainly hundreds of acquaintances, but those core people, there's only a few of them. And they're people who I know that absolutely got my back. And, and me as well. But that was one really key thing is that if, if you're if you're not feeling good around someone, if someone doesn't make you feel good, (laughs) then you really need to question whether that person should be in your life so much. That was Uh one one of the things. The other thing that I love now, this has been around in personal development for many, many years, and probably the reason it is is because it's so powerful, but I used a lot of mirror exercises, mirror exercises of looking myself in the mirror and telling myself I love myself. And at first, that was exceptionally difficult. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, a lot of people don't do this because it actually can be really hard when you don't. <laughs> so you're telling yourself you love yourself when you're actually not feeling it. But um, but it's persist- being really, really persistent with it and looking in that mirror. And the first time I was doing this, I remember i I'd read about it somewhere, I'd heard about it, this process, and I thought, well, I've got to do something because... I absolutely despised myself, and mm. and it felt awful. It felt yeah. terrible. Right. So something had to shift, something had to change.
1: So I thought, If so someone wants to this. do that, sorry for jumping in there. Just for someone wants to do this mirror exercise, what do they actually do? How, how does it work? I want to do this. I love me exercise. Run me through how you do it.
0: So There's a number of different things that I do. The first thing that uh, I would start with for someone is is to just look yourself in the mirror. And even you might even start with like if love is too strong for you. If that's too difficult, start with like. Mm-hmm. And you can actually list off some of the things that you like about yourself. Uh, and or just saying, hey, I like you. You're looking good today. I like you. Now... Uh, this can feel really strange if you're not used to it, <laughs> and especially if there's other people in the house. And uh, and I know that uh, you know. And, and also too, um, if sometimes you might have trouble meeting your own eyes, and that's okay. Like give yourself a lot of permission to just do it how it how you can. Whether that is just briefly, whether you uh, tear up, whether you have a bit of a laughing fit, or whether it seems a bit silly. It doesn't really matter as long as it's done and you keep doing it every day. Every day until you can actually genuinely look into your eyes and love yourself and say, I love you. Uh, and, and at first when I was doing this, I had to have a full face of makeup on and I couldn't look myself in the eyes. But over mm. time of doing this, I got to the point where I could actually do this without makeup on I could do this with looking in my eyes and sometimes I would, it would feel strong very strong yeah. emotions around it sometimes it wouldn't, it would just be oh I'm just doing this thing but it definitely got better and it's about the persistence of doing it, a lot of people will go, oh that feels weird I just won't do it or I'm a bit embarrassed and I know that because I had that too, I was very embarrassed in the beginning but I know that um, also as a mother having my Young girls see me do this was very important because I didn't want my beliefs about myself to be inherited by my children. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know it was I I probably inherited it myself and I wanted it to stop. And I think that it's yeah. really important for particularly for children to see that we're. How? How does how does someone love themselves? Oh, look look at what mum's doing, look at what dad's doing. Mm. And even got to the point where my girls would ask me if I'd done it that day and they'd watch me, very curious, with big smiles in their face. They actually really loved me doing this because they they must have got a sense of how important it was.
1: Yeah, right. So how many do you recommend people do this activity for in the morning? Uh, how many times do they say it and... How many months should they practice it for?
0: Okay, so it only takes a couple of seconds. So certainly it could be, you know, just straight after you brush your teeth or something like that as a little thing. Uh, you can even say it in your head. It doesn't have to be out loud if you don't want to, mm-hmm. as long as it's done. And how long you do it for? You do it, <laughs> well, for as long as you need to. <laughs> and that may be for the rest of your life.
1: Nice. I like it. <laughs> So you're saying so far that it's important to surround yourself with people that make you feel a certain way. It's important to have a supportive network. Uh, But it's also important to do these uh, self-love exercises as well. And one of them is looking in the mirror. Um, Now, when it comes to beliefs and the stuff that are holding us back, uh, why do you think they hold us back so much? Like, why are we so trapped by our mindset? Why Why do people struggle with this so much? The way I like to put it is
0: that if you can imagine that when we're born we're a perfect and divine little being. And sure we come in with some things, some things from utero or whatever. But apart from that we're this perfect pure little being. And if you can imagine it's almost like a light that one of those lights that are in the ground that shine up, you often see them in in resorts and places like that. I like to imagine us as being like that, There's light that shines up. And over a period of time, stuff gets piled on top of it. Mm -hmm. So like something someone says, something someone does, experiences we have, being told certain things. You can't do that. You can't have that. Who do you think you are? you think you're special or something? Any of these things that occur or, or experiences where we get bullied or whatever else. Yeah. And we're growing up. And basically, every time these things happen, it's just like some you know, a piece of manure that's been placed on top of our life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best way to clear the light then? Well, How do we get back to our light? So we've got this stuff that's placed on top of it as we're going through our life. Apart from this uh, looking in the mirror exercise, what are some other things that the the listeners can do, some practical things they could do right now to get back to their light, to their...
0: The first thing is to remember that the light's still shining, that Mm -hmm. the light's still there, the light's still shining, the light is still bright. And the only thing that's stopping that light from going out is the stuff, right? So it's bit by bit, piece by piece. One step at a time. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we want everything right now, but this is just a piece by piece thing. So starting to look at beliefs, starting to look at our habits, starting to see who we surround ourselves with, seeing how we can improve our love of ourselves. Any of these things starts to remove the manure from our light. Mm. Until we can shine brightly, so it's just little bit by little bit. I think that it's really important to understand that it is a lifelong journey, and that <laughs> and that is not going to happen overnight. That we just need to do it piece by piece, just one thing at a yeah. time, whatever 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 pops up first. Really, because I think that I think that um, what pops up first is the first thing to deal with. Uh, I think that it's really important not to. Um, try and find something else to work on when there's this thing presenting straight away. So if right now the thing that's presenting is someone that uh, does, simply doesn't feel good around a certain person, then the first thing would be to start to limit the amount of contact that, that, you, that you would have with that person. If it's that yeah. you're not feeling really good about yourself, then it's just managing that on top. So it's doing something every day that makes you feel just a tiny bit better just a tiny bit better. And all those tiny bit betters end up being a lot better over a period of time.
1: Nice. So it's, it's just managing your daily day activities and just getting these little wins on the board and these little wins kind of build momentum along the way. That's right, Yeah. Nice. So if, if listeners wanted to sort of really revolutionize their mindset quite dramatically, what's the, what's the number one most important tip you would... Uh, give them? What's the number one most important tip?
0: The most important tip would be to I would say get coaching because I know that really worked for me and it works for uh, many, many other people. So get some support. So interview some coaches and sh- and choose one that's a great match for you and go for it and put everything you've got into that. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that that's that's the key, I think. Yeah.
1: Because they nice. they
0: really do they really do help us to see a different perspective.
1: Hmm. So coaching is one way of doing it. Why do you think coaching is so effective? Why does that have such an impact? I mean, we hear it all the time that coaching really does help people transform their mindset. Well, why? Do you, what do you reckon the reason is behind that? What I think have you found? Is-
0: What I've found is that if you get a good coach, someone who's got a lot of experience and you've got someone who's got great tools, then they can narrow down on things very, very quickly. So a problem that a person may have been struggling with most of their life or even all of their life can be resolved very, very quickly when it's chunked down to its actual essence, to the really core, core of it. A lot of the time, uh, we try and solve things superficially, and that superficial doesn't that superficial um, resolution isn't deep enough to make lasting change. So what what a coach can do is actually chunk right down to the very very core issue or belief, and have that resolved in a in a most radical way, in a, in a very very quick way. It's very very fast. So it can, and I think that this is, this is the main thing is that a lot of the time we just can't see ourselves from our own eyes. We can't see where it started, where it began, where's the pattern. What, when, what's, it's like, a, someone told me an analogy once, which I really love, and that was about a string of pearls. And it's imagining a string of pearls and you've got each one of these pearls has been a problem If you go to the very first pearl and you untie the knot before it and you hold up that string of pearls, they all fall to the ground.
1: Yeah, right. So it's getting
0: that first pearl,
1: really, the first pearl. Got it. So a lot of it is just getting to that space where you can just clear that out at the beginning.
0: The beginning, the very beginning. Of where it all began.
1: Yeah, I like it. Now I know you've got some incredible uh, coaching programs that you run. You've got some amazing online resources. How, how can the viewers, the, the viewers, the listeners, find out a little bit more about you? Where can they find out information? Where, they, where can they get some things? They can What's go the to my
0: website. They can go to my website, which is uh-huh. lisa.freeman.com.au.
1: Got it, lisa.freeman.com.au. Yeah, and, uh, and
0: then they'll they find, can find a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they'll find about me and a whole bunch of uh, stuff there, my products and my services, and uh, yeah, loads of videos, etc., blogs.
1: Brilliant. Lots of in- lots of interesting stuff. Cool. Lots of free resource available for them. Yep. I like it. So for the listeners out there who want to just do something practical right now, it sounds like they can uh, look in the mirror and say I "Love me" a couple of times and just get into that whole space of doing that. It seems like they can go through their phone and they can uh, start to cull away some people that aren't really serving them or, or putting them in that right space. It looks like they can also potentially invite in some support by asking other people or actually saying that they need some help or support. Is there any other quick tips or great ideas you could offer our listeners before we wrap the interview up today?
0: Yes. I think the most one of the big ones here is to turn down things. So I remember uh, I, I can't remember word for word but Steve Jobs said that he was most proud of the things he said no to than he was the things he said yes to and he said no to many more things than he said yes to. I think it's really important for us to stay focused on what we're where we're going and what we're doing which actually means saying no to everything else. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's not necessarily about saying yes to things which is great when they're the right things but it's all the other things that we need to say no to. And I know it's, uh, for me personally, I am a person, I get really easily distracted. And this is a, an important one that I've got to always remember as well. And I know a lot of people struggle with this, or too, with, with this one too, is where there's so many interesting and exciting things that are going on in their life. They could do this, they could do that, they could go here, they could go there. But it's, sometimes we've got to, eliminate loads of things by turning down certain things so we can stay on path where we're going. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a tricky one sometimes because some, some things are, you know, there's loads of things we want to do in life and loads of experiences we want to have and loads of opportunities there, and we need to be selective.
1: Nice. So it's about really what you're saying no to, that whole the fish John West rejects are often the best kind of scenario. Uh, nice is what makes him the best so it's kind of also yeah I think the listeners have to have some boundaries there by the sounds of it about what they say no to which allows them the space to say yes to things that's right beautiful Mm. so any final words you'd like to leave our listeners with any last message something you'd like to say before we wrap it up
0: remember that you're worthy and divine and perfect at your core (laughs)
1: Nice. I like it. Well, I think our listeners have got uh, a, a great amount of information out of this. They've got some very practical tools, and uh, obviously if they haven't picked up your book yet, Elevate Your Mindset, they can grab a copy of that as well. Uh, and definitely check out uh, uh Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you.
0: Thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure.
1: And if you want to find out any more about Alyssa or any of the other authors, you can actually do that by visiting elevatebooks.com forward slash authors. And always remember, giving yourself permission to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. So until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.